Thanks for downloading this podcast from Burghead Free Church in Murray, Scotland. We exist to know Jesus and make Jesus known. Our vision is to grow to be a vibrant all-age church of 100 disciples. Find out more at burgheadfreechurch.org. The readings from Luke chapter 19 on page 1053. Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Heavenly Father, thank you that your word imparts, gives light in the darkness of life. Thank you that you're you're not a God who's kept himself or hidden himself from us, but a God who through Jesus has made himself known. Please give us eyes to see and ears to hear. From your word. Amen. Well, according to some figures, a child goes missing every three minutes in the UK. Most, of course, are are found pretty quickly. And maybe you as a parent or or a grandparent have had that awful experience in a a busy crowd or a shopping centre of looking round to see that the child you'd left just a moment before is no longer there. You have that that feeling of of dizzying panic filling your body. You try to keep calm. You you weave your way around all the racks of clothes and past the indifferent shoppers. You're desperately searching for your little one. And you're calling out those desperate prayers for help in your mind and you're frantically asking passers-by. You get an announcement out on the tannoy and then hopefully, hopefully comes that moment of relief your little one is found they were lost but they're found and you hug them tight and you don't ever want to let them go again this account of Jesus and Zacchaeus is a story a bit like that so here's the first point Jesus saves the lost (coughs) Having said all that, Jesus is not like a parent in a shopping centre wandering around in a kind of frightened panic. At this point in Luke's Gospel, Jesus knows exactly where he's going. He's heading to Jerusalem. He's a man on a mission. For the last three or four chapters, Luke has been telling us repeatedly that Jesus is heading to Jerusalem. There are crowds following him there. 
He has something important to do there. That's where his mission is taking him. Jerusalem, not Jericho. He's not in Jericho to stay. Do you see verse 1? He's just passing through. His business, his mission is elsewhere. Jerusalem. But then do you see by verse 5, little number 5, something has caught Jesus' attention. And we know it's Zacchaeus up the tree. And Jesus, who remember, wasn't going to stop in Jericho, suddenly says, do you see verse 5, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So Jesus obviously thinks that, that this spontaneous interaction with Zacchaeus is suddenly very important to his mission. So who was this man that Jesus, who remember was just passing through, was suddenly so keen to speak to? I once heard a minister giving a children's talk about the meaning of names, so that the children would shout out their names and he from his little book would tell them what their name meant. It was all going well until a lovely, sweet, polite girl called Melanie volunteered her name. And the minister, turning to his book, was horrified to find that the name meant darkness and was sometimes taken to mean lady of the night. It was a thoroughly inappropriate meaning for this lovely, sweet little girl. And you've got to love Luke's irony here because the Hebrew name Zacchaeus means pure or righteous. And here is a man who is neither of those things. He is, verse 2, a tax collector. Now look, I know that most of us don't really like getting letters through the door from the Inland Revenue. Now we may disagree about the, the rates or the types of, of taxation, but I guess we sort of basically see tax as a good thing if it's done fairly. You know, it pays for our schools and our roads and our hospitals. But tax in, in these days was not like that. Israel was occupied by a foreign power, Rome, and they heavily taxed the Jewish people. And rather than, than doing the dirty work themselves, Rome employed local people to enforce and collect taxes. And what's more, if you were one of these taxmen, you'd have made your money by overcharging your own people, cheating people, even the poorest of people, out of what little they had to line your own pockets. So to be a, a taxman was to be a traitor to your own people. To be a taxman was to be a sinner, a thief, who was, was profiting off the backs of rich and poor alike. And so to be a taxman was to be hated. So when you picture this scene, when you imagine Zacchaeus, don't picture a nice guy. He was a nasty piece of work, the kind of guy who, who defrauds old ladies out of their life savings by running a Ponzi scheme. And to make it even worse, Zacchaeus was a particularly ruthless taxman. He, he had risen in the ranks as a taxman. He collected his taxes on an industrial scale because he was, verse 2, a chief tax collector. Which meant, of course, he was filthy rich. And that's the guy who climbs the tree 
to get a look at Jesus. He's the kind of guy who's burned his, his bridges with his family and his friends long ago. No pals, just money. Nobody's going to let this man push to the front of the crowd so he can get a look at Jesus. And he was quite short. So up the tree he goes because, verse 3, he wanted to see who Jesus was. It's one of the big questions in this part of Luke's gospel. Who is Jesus? What kind of a king is he? What what kind of a saviour? What kind of a god? And this account gives us an answer. What kind of a king is he? Jesus, verse 10, has come to seek and save the lost. So let's watch him do it. There in verse 5. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, now remember that there was a great crowd, hundreds of people. Jesus could have spoken to anyone, but he picks out this guy to speak to. And maybe you can imagine as, as Jesus, the holy man, the prophet, as he approaches Zach in his tree, maybe you can imagine all the other people around the place rubbing their hands together and thinking, oh, this is going to be good. Jesus is going to give it straight to this tax man. But then, to their great surprise, and I reckon to Zacchaeus' great surprise as well, Jesus says something very different. Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. Zac was the, the, the sort of guy that, that people would sooner spit on than speak to. And, and yet here is Jesus addressing him directly. Zach was the kind of guy who had no friends, no social life, but Jesus invites himself to stay at his place. And remember, Zacchaeus didn't approach Jesus. Jesus approaches him. And see as well, going to stay at, at this guy's house, it's so much more than just getting a place to stay. It's more of a statement than that. Going right into his home shows that that Jesus is prepared to be with him. That Jesus is prepared to be seen with him. It shows that Jesus accepts him. Even that Jesus forgives him. And people know that's what Jesus is implying by this. That's why they're so disgusted. In verse 7... I guess silence has fallen on the crowd by this point, but, but now the muttering and the murmuring and the disquiet spreads around. He's gone to be the guest of a sinner. Imagine for a moment you, you were passing our house, the manse, uh, late one evening, and you saw me returning home with, with a new friend, and you noticed, to your horror, it is a local paedophile or a drug dealer. Or, or a known fraudster, con man. What would you think? Maybe you, you feel some, some sympathy with the crowd. Remember, Zach is not a nice guy who's just made a couple of mistakes in life. He is a hardened, cynical, low-life crook. And yet, here is Jesus picking him out of a crowd to speak to and going to stay at his place and accepting him, forgiving him even. 
Why? Well, verse 10, because that's his mission. He's come to seek and save the lost. And so Jesus is able to say, verse 9, today salvation has come to this house because this man too, this, this scumbag, this crook, this lowlife, this man too is a son of Abraham. Now when he uses that phrase, son of Abraham, he, he means that, that this guy, Zacchaeus, is a Jew, which in, in this setting means that he is one of God's people. That's what Jesus is saying. In other words, it is possible, whoever you are, and wherever you're from, and whatever you've done, it is possible to become one of God's people. But only if Jesus seeks you and saves you. Zacchaeus is a guy who, who's turned his back on his people and on his gods. Zacchaeus has been living as an enemy of his people. Zacchaeus has been living as an enemy of God. He's lived for years, years, without giving God a second thought. He's consistently, constantly flouted God's law for decades, for years, as a liar, a thief, a cheat. And look, and Jesus uses this phrase, the son of Abraham, to say, look, even this guy, even him, can be welcomed back into the people of God. And here's the thing, if Jesus can say that to Zacchaeus, Jesus can say it to you. Now look, your sin may not be as spectacular or as obvious as his, But you and I know that we are far from perfect. Maybe you have, like Zacchaeus, lived for years, decades even, without really giving God a second thought. Maybe like Zacchaeus, something else has just been the focus of, of your attention. Maybe like him, it's money. And so here you are today. Maybe you're just looking into the Christian faith. Or, or you, you've come back to church after a, a while away. And it's, it's as if uh, you, you're a bit like Zacchaeus. You, you're up a tree. You're just looking in on things. You're wanting to see who Jesus is. And, uh, and is it true? Maybe you're up your tree, as it were, wanting to know if Jesus has anything to offer you. Maybe you're up your tree wanting to know if Jesus could accept someone like you. Maybe you're wanting to know if Jesus would have you back. Maybe as you're up your tree, as it were, maybe you think that you're here today seeking Jesus. But here's my question for you. Could it be that you're here today because Jesus is seeking Jesus? You. He is the one, after all, who has come to seek, to save the lost. Jesus says we're we're all like Zacchaeus. We've all lived as enemies of God in different ways. And we're all in need of saving. And that's why, even though Jesus is just passing through Jericho, he stops to make this point at Zach's house. 
But it's also the reason that Jesus is carrying on, heading on to Jerusalem. See, because Jesus is a man on a mission. He's going there to Jerusalem to die. What a strange thing. What a strange thing for the Son of God to come and do. But Jesus has come to seek and save the lost. And that's what it will take to save them. It will take his death. Luke records, just a few pages time, that that Jesus, when he's crucified, will die between two criminals. And as they're dying, one of them hurls an insult at Jesus. And he says, aren't you the Messiah? Save yourself and us. The irony, of course, is that Jesus is the Messiah. And that by his death, he is saving many. Rewind a minute to to Zacchaeus. See, when when Jesus welcomes Zacchaeus, he isn't saying that his sin doesn't matter. It does. He isn't saying that Zacchaeus' sin isn't really wrong. It is. In fact, our holy God hates sin. And the Bible says his punishment for sin is death. But Jesus comes to seek and save the lost. And so he goes to Jerusalem. He goes to die a death. It is the death that Zacchaeus deserved. It is the death that I deserve. And the death that you deserve. But he goes there for us in our place. So let me ask you today. Is Jesus seeking you to save you? And if he is, will you come down from your tree? Stop just watching on. And what does Zacchaeus do when he comes down? He he welcomes Jesus. He, He receives, he accepts this gift of acceptance and forgiveness. Why would he not? In a moment, I have a very brief second point. But I want to just pause here for a second And I want to give you the chance to do that just now, to welcome Jesus, to receive his forgiveness, maybe even for the first time. Some of you are brand new to all this. It's not the day for this for you, but for others it might be. In just a moment, I'm going to say, I'm going to pray a prayer. And I want to invite you, if it's right for you, to join in with me, just quietly in your own heart. Here's what I'm about to pray so that you can see if you want to join in or not. Heavenly Father... I know I have lived life apart from you, ignoring you and breaking your law. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to seek and save the lost, dying in my place for my sins on the cross. I welcome Jesus as my saviour, accepting his, his gift of forgiveness. I submit to Jesus as Lord of my life. That's the prayer. I'm going to pray it now. And if it's right for you, let me invite you to join with me quietly in your own heart. Let's pray for a moment. Heavenly Father, I know that I have lived life apart from you, ignoring you and breaking your law. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to seek and save the lost, dying in my place. 
for my sins on the cross. I welcome Jesus as my saviour, accepting his gift of forgiveness. I submit to Jesus as Lord of my life. Amen. Now look, if you've prayed that prayer, you can be sure that the risen Jesus hears it and he welcomes you. And and I'd love you to to tell me if you did. We want to help you uh, get going, keep going in, in the Christian life. And if that is you, whether you've prayed the prayer now or many years ago, here's one other thing you need to know. We've seen that, that Jesus saves the lost, but finally, Jesus changes the saved. So having been welcomed by Jesus, here's what Zacchaeus says, verse 8. Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor, and if I've cheated anyone out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. It is an extraordinary offer. It's a sign, I suppose, that Zacchaeus' repentance, his turning to Jesus, also means turning away from his old life. In other words, here's the proof that Zacchaeus could have just prayed our prayer and meant it. He knows what he's done is wrong. He knows he's lived as an enemy of God's. And here's the evidence that he's really serious about his repentance. Just as we close, just notice two quick things about what he does. Firstly, his giving is a response. His giving is a response. The story doesn't go like this. Zacchaeus comes to Jesus and makes amends for his crimes in the hope that Jesus will accept him. That is not how the story goes. It's the other way around. Despite his sin, Jesus makes the first move. Jesus comes to him. Jesus welcomes him and accepts him and forgives him. And then this putting right of wrongs, this this changing of his ways, it's a response to all of that. It's a response which tells Jesus, here's a guy who really has accepted this welcome, this forgiveness. It demonstrates, if you like, that Zacchaeus' faith is real. And so Jesus can respond, verse 10, wow, salvation today really has come to this house. But Zacchaeus didn't earn his way to it by changed behavior any more than the prodigal son last week earned his way back or the prostitute the week before earned her way back. Yes, their lives were all changed forever, but they were changed in response to everything Jesus did. So it's a response, but lastly, It's extravagant. What he does is extravagant. Uh, There were laws in in place for what recompense you had to give if you had defrauded someone. Uh, I'll spare you the details, but the point here is that Zacchaeus goes way, way above and beyond what the law requires him to do. It is an extravagant response. It's so fitting for Zacchaeus because... In the past, money has been his God. But now the Lord Jesus has welcomed him and Jesus is his God. And so he is free to give his money away. So there's the story, Jesus and Zacchaeus. Jesus saves the lost 
And then Jesus changes the saved. The only question is, what will your response be to all this? Will you despise him like the crowds did? Or will you welcome him gladly like Zacchaeus? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you for the good news of the gospel that you sent your son, the Lord Jesus, to seek and save the lost. Father, help us to be those like Zacchaeus who see our need and welcome the Savior. Help us to be those who, like Zacchaeus, are changed by the forgiveness and the welcome that Jesus brings. In his name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. Please feel free to share this podcast. And if you'd like to be up to date with each week's talk, why not search Burkhead Free Church on your favorite podcast app and hit the subscribe button. For more information, go to burkheadfreechurch.org.